In a fragmented world where anything goes, our children need a solid moral foundation that starts at home. They need you, mamas and daddies, to be the source of truth and to offer them the greatest gift of all, your time. Brave Books can help. The books included with your family subscription will bring your whole family together. You'll get a new book delivered each month that teaches on important topics such as critical race theory, the Second Amendment, and family. The books come with corresponding family activities and lessons that your family can use as a theme throughout your home and all month long. Let Brave Books help you because they've got this figured out. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the promo code Heidi for 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. You guys, my goodness, are you in for a treat today? My friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, is on the show. And in the pre-show warm-up, you guys, we are gabbing about a lot of things happening in the news. Uh, A dude made it to the cover of Glamour magazine and a pregnant dude for that matter. And so we're going to talk about whether or not men can have babies and whether or not men can get pregnant. This is going to be a great conversation. On top of all your listener questions, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys have joined me here at the intersection of faith and culture. As you guys know, I love to have your questions here answered at the show, and you can get those to us by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his beautiful wife have a thriving medical institute in Oklahoma, and uh, I love working with these guys, and I know you guys do too. Dr. Mark Sherwood, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I look forward to this. Our our pre-talk today really got me a little bit fired up. So this is going to be a treat for all of our listeners. Yes. Well, you can't make this stuff up. So before we jump into listener questions, let's start talking about a little bit of the headlines. We're going to come back today in happy hour, by the way, because another thing we were talking about for a few minutes is the Republican debates. And uh, you ran for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. And of course, I ran for Congress here in Washington State. So we have a shared love of making sure that there is some sanity in politics. And right now, there isn't any. So I'm going to jump right into this and get your thoughts on it. So here's what here's here's what happened. So Glamour magazine was just featured on the cover featured a man and his name. What is his name? Logan Brown. My goodness. And he's on the cover of Glamour magazine. I'll put it in the show notes. And it's called Trans Pregnant and Proud. And I wrote on my Instagram. Here's the bottom line. A biological woman had a baby. Big deal. Big deal. Uh, So here's the question for you, my friend, Dr. Mark. Can men get pregnant? (laughs) Well, uh, Hey, hey man, I'm asking you a serious question. Wipe that smirk off your face right now. This is a serious question. We're struggling in the country. Mark, what's a woman? I don't know. It's pretty simple. When, when, When God made man and woman, he made them for the specific intent to be compatible with each other. They were separate. Man was made first. Woman came from man. Therefore, they're supposed to go together, just like I suppose salt and pepper goes together, I suppose. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. Organic, of course. Organic, of course. They're supposed to procreate. Two men can't make a baby. Two women can't make a baby. No. Three men can't make a baby. And Stop. Are you sure? Serious. Are you sure? I, I researched this, and it took me like... I probably spent, like, no kidding, at least 15 seconds 
going through heavy literature, and it was amazing what I found out. I found out when the sperm fertilizes the egg, at that moment in time, it's like a mom and a dad, a, a, a female and a male, they're potatoes that are smashed in and created a brand new mashed potato called a human being. At that moment in time, at the inception of that sperm, inseminating that egg and creating that initial cell, guess what I found out? What? The sex of that human is determined right then, before they're probably ever known about, they were thought about, they're ever named. It's right there. And it can't be altered. You can... You can grow some hair, you can take some hormones, you can think you're whatever, but you cannot change the cells of the body. You could do a DNA test on every single one of these people, including Logan, and he's still going to be a boy, and the little boy can't get pregnant. Nope. Little boys cannot get pregnant. And so, Logan, guess what? You're not a man. No. You're a woman. That's right. If you can get pregnant, that makes you ding, 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 a woman. Now, I think that we need to understand that these magazines, they're designed to sell stuff. They don't care. And, and that we've resorted to a sad thing in this country where we, we, we uh, do things like this just to sell magazines. And it's disturbing the quietude, disturbing the peacehood of, of mankind. And that's just, to me, that's just about as evil as you get. Yep, I agree. A federal judge in Miami has sided with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the transgender athlete debate, holding up a ban on biological males competing with female sports teams. Good on him. DeSantis, of course, running for president in 2024. He signed something called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act back in 2021, championing the legislation for empowering women and girls in Florida to compete, quote, on a level playing field. Here's my question for you, Dr. Mark, because there's an awful lot of people talking about this. And I actually, I can't, I can't even believe we're having to have these discussions. It's so ridiculous. But men and women, obviously, biologically different. You've just said it doesn't matter. I mean, you can dig up the bones of these people 100 years from now, and they're going to go, that was a man, that was a woman. But we are uh, biologically different, and that means our makeup is different. Why is it such a big deal that we not allow men to compete against women. Did you see what happened on the uh, sports, on a soccer field the other day? Yeah. When a biological man kicked a ball in the face of this young girl and broke her teeth out? Men have more muscle mass. They have bigger bone structure. They're bigger people. That's just the way it is. They are genetically made differently. There's differences in muscle texture. There's differences in muscle tone. There's differences in muscle retention. There's differences in muscle building abilities. It's all different. And so in this case, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that this particular judge uh, researched the same articles I did and found out there really is a man, there really is a woman. I think that's brilliant on that judge's part. So I got to give kudos to the bench right now. Yeah, and you can give kudos to uh, Donald Trump too because it was Donald Trump who appointed this guy. Yeah, this is a big deal. We got to get past the point. And I use an example in this case of ridiculous um, scenario to make my point. Is it okay for LeBron James to go play in the women's NBA All-Star Game. No! Yeah, well, no! Why wouldn't you do that? That's crazy to think about. What if he decides to identify as a woman? Then is it okay? You know, again, it doesn't change the structure. It doesn't change the DNA. So he's going to go in there and dominate, but he's still going to be a guy. Yep. 
Absolutely true. And we're 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 putting our young women in particular. I mean, I was on I was so fired up about this. I was on my social media pages the other day saying, "Listen, women, this will only stop when women decide I'm not going to play anymore. You're going to put a man on my team, I'm out. I'm out." It is the most degrading thing, the most sexist thing that we're doing to to ladies. I think it's dis- I think it's discriminatory. Yes, on the surface, but I think it's degrading to to the uh, the beauty of being a female. It is. It's so bad. You know, they, they say, you know, we don't believe in chauvinism. This is the epitome of chauvinism. Absolutely. They're griping about the patriarchy. Uh this is the patriarchy. It's terrible. And uh, you know, I'm all about these men should show up at the games. Right? They should open the door for ladies and see if they can bring them a rag to wipe the sweat off their brow. But that's men's involvement in sports, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's just, it's common sense. We've lost the ability to uh, to talk about truth because we don't believe there is such a thing as absolute truth. And there is. There are absolutes. And uh, I had a, a guy, I was talking to him, uh, Dave Richardson, who's written an incredible, done an incredible program on helping young people discern truth. And he basically says, you define truth by what is real, what is real. And he said, there aren't 400 genders that, you know, gender doesn't exist in human biology. It only exists in the brain. We basically made it up. We made up the term and now people are getting injured because of it and actually even losing their lives. It's a a shameful, shameful time uh, in the country and it matters that we stand for truth. So I really appreciate your willingness. Yeah, this is just important. I think we need to understand that the, the definition of truth was was defined by God. Yes. He made truth. And so anytime you get away from him, you get away from truth. And what do you got left? Falsehood and deception and perversion. Yeah. Yeah. Perversion, boy. That's that's exactly right. We've got some great questions today. I'm going to jump right in with Sandra from New Hampshire. Boy, it's pretty in New Hampshire this time of year. Uh, my 16-year-old tore her ACL. Wah, she is nine months out from surgery and still can't straighten her leg. The doctor says she has arthrofibrosis, and they're at a loss on how to help her. Do you have any suggestions to eliminate the inflammation that is constantly in her knee? 16 years old. 16 is tough. I'm assuming your your daughter's an athlete, and that makes it even harder if the person likes to get back to what they like to do, much less even quality of life. Um Sandra, this is important. I want you to write these things down that I would like you to do like now. Okay, number one, you need to get her on a good vitamin D. uh, And I like BioDK myself. She needs to be on that regardless of wherever she is, however much outside she's in. You also got to get her on a good omega-3. And I like omega-1000 for that at the dose of 3 for your daughter. That's going to help relieve some of the inflammation. Then I want you to look at two peptides. I want you to look at BPC-157 and thymosin, and that's T-H-Y-M-O-S-I-N, beta-4. Both of those are designed to sort of initiate and conduct repair of tissues, repair of joints. And so by doing those four things for your daughter, I think you can have some very, very good results. One other thing I'll add if you can research in your area a DO or an MD that can do what's called prolotherapy, P-R-O-L-O, that also can be a nice, non-surgical, non-injurious kind of thing to go in and get done and give your daughter some relief. 
My heart goes out to her. I had knee surgery when I was 17 years old, and that can, I mean, she, she's too young for this kind of garbage. She needs to get a hold on, a hold on that, so. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, I appreciate that. Stacy in Colorado, she wants to know what you think about bioidentical hormone replacement. She's 48. She knows her hormones are definitely shifting. If God has designed our bodies to decrease hormone levels for men and women as we age, is this something that we should tweak or do we just let them naturally uh, naturally go down? She's concerned about the pros and the cons. If we do add bioidenticals, how long should we do it? Same question basically came in from Kathy in California, 41 years old on bioidentical hormones. She takes progesterone, testosterone, uh, and thyroid, and I don't even know what this is, lyothyronine? What is that? She says, what is the best way to drop fat? This is what this is what's frustrating her and a lot of other women at this season of life. Uh, this happens a lot. And same thing, boy, I'll tell you what, look at Jamie in Tennessee, almost 45, had a complete hysterectomy. She's noticed a weight grain around her middle section, despite her usual exercise and diet. How can she use, uh, how can she lose rather the extra pounds and keep from continually gaining? She's on a hormone cream therapy and a thyroid medication for grave disease. Wow. It's, you know what? My heart, listen, I'm 53 years old. The menopause deal is real. It's real. Yeah, I was the only guy in my office here for a lot of years, like ten, and and I I, wah, wah. I became an estrogen dominance expert. You I know, bet you did. <laughs> I learned a lot, though. I learned that ladies go through this time of menopause, and for Stacy, for Kathy, for Jamie out there, I, my heart goes out for you because you're going through a very confusing time with not just information that you have to sift through, but information that your body's having to sift through. No kidding. Now. First of all, broad statement here, our bodies as ladies are generally not designed to lose hormone production and then live a long time. Historically speaking, ladies in biblical days had babies later. But what's happened in the last hundred years is you've had this inundation of a bunch of chemicals that have reduced puberty age about 11 years in the last 100 years, which has made this exposure to chemicals, these estrogenic compounds, have a profound effect on women reaching puberty and finally women reaching menopause. For the first time in history, the average age of menopause is about 51. You have this group of ladies that are alive within the hormones. So it's really not God's quote-unquote design to have us losing hormones at this pace. It's more of an effect we have based upon the environmental cues that our body's doing. Now having said that, there's two types of hormones, synthetic, which I would say don't do, and then there's bioidentical, which I say are strong consideration. The data is clear on bioidentical, which are made from a base of yam and soy. They hit directly and fit perfectly on your hormone receptors. The data lines up with prevention against brain, heart, and bone disease. But, and however, they're marketed today as sex drugs and weight loss drugs. That is not fair to you ladies because that's not what they are designed to do. 
you still have to change the diet. You still have to eat well. You still have to exercise. You have to get sleep. You have to think about managing stress. Those are all big deals. Hormones can help your body function, but we still have to give the body what it needs to function. So hormones are not things. They're emails that create function, but our body's function is driven by nutrients that are at the cell level. So I'm a big proponent of bioidentical hormones, and the data is clear to date. The quicker you start those with the right type of doctor helping you, and the longer you do those, the more protection they confer, and therefore you are yet living younger, older. So for the, the woman who is coming, right, she's just now coming into this season of life, and maybe she's a little bit worried about it. How do you tell someone to get ready for menopause? You know, is there anything that we can do to sort of uh, beef up our bodies so that when it hits us, it doesn't hit us like a ton of bricks? Yeah, uh, we tend to look for that definitive time in history, that one year absent menstrual cycle as being menopause. But this, this is what we should think about, Heidi, and this is really important for the ladies out there. Please hear my heart with this. The perimenopause window starts 15 years prior to menopause. So if the, if the window of menopause is begin if the age of menopause is 51, you subtract, that's 36, right? So that means in your mid-30s, when you start noticing sleep dysfunction, you start noticing abnormal weight gain comparatively to what you've been doing, you stop, start noticing a little bit of just symptoms that just seem odd with your physical health, at that point in time, start preparing yourself to address sleep, to really start looking at diet, to even start learning about hormones, what we can do from natural you know, stuff, supplements, and what we can even do from bioidentical on a touch on it. We have a lot of people that are in their mid-30s that come to us, and we will give them a tiny, tiny bit many times of progesterone because that's one of the first hormones that goes south. We'll give them sometimes a tiny, tiny bit of a little hint, maybe a testosterone cream, maybe a milligram, where they can sort of get that thing moving a little bit so that they don't go into menopause off of a cliff. We can avoid the tragedy that is, and most ladies out there that have had a hysterectomy. You know, you had a surgical menopause, you went from here to there in one day. Mm-hmm. That's a traumatic deal. Yeah, I had it done. And you're not wrong. <laughs> you know, and so we've got to learn to sort of prepare ourselves for what it can be and what it should not be. And I think there's, so there's two, there were two other questions, right, that uh, along this, how how do you manage uh, weight gain, sort of weight loss? I know that's another really frustrating thing. And then the other question that comes into this discussion is what to do about libido because that tends to take a pretty big hit in menopause. You know, here's the bottom line, Mark. It's hard to be a woman. It is. All these men who want to be women, I don't understand. It's like, you guys do not know what you're asking for. You do not know what you're asking for. (laughs) I have a theory on that. The reason they want to be women is because they're too afraid to be a man. Wow. Come on. You can think about that. In other words, they cut off something to avoid standing for anything yeah and so i just think that really gets you know that really gets to my heart because we need manhood these days boy it's an easy way out thank you and so with libido issue i'll address that one first and weight loss libido is multifactorial um it's not just the uh presence of hormones it's also today stress it's also body image it's also communication with your spouse it's, those things are not happening. 
women need to understand that they are different than men, and I know no women do. But most importantly, men need to understand that women are different than, than men. Men sometimes look at, and I watch it in my office, they'll, they'll say, I don't understand, she just, you know, is not interested in me. I think, stop. It may not be you. It may be something she's thinking in her head that is affecting her ability to sleep and rest. It may be that she looks at herself in the mirror and thinks she's gross. Maybe you, as the men, need to tell her how beautiful she is. Maybe you need to sit down and, and tone down the expectation. Maybe you need to think about pleasing her instead of her pleasing you. And I think all these things are in the consideration. But with ladies, as a general rule, libido, we've got to work on stress. We've got to work on sleep. We've got to work on winding down with pre-bed type of routines. We've got to understand that spontaneity does not start in the moment. It started about eight hours before with what you're going through. Um, hormones, nutrition. We've got to get our body fat down because the fat tissue, when it accumulates, will not only mess with your mind as far as looking at yourself and going, man, I'm gross and that doesn't help with libido, but we need to understand that it creates inflammation. Inflammation breeds cortisol. Cortisol breeds stress. So it's all interconnected. And so like when people come to see us, you know, as part of our clientele, well, I make no bones about it. We go in all those directions at the same time because that's the totality of life, isn't it? I want people that are in a relationship to have a healthy sex life. I really do, and I encourage that, and we work in all these areas to make that happen. Yeah, and I think what, what uh, you know, our heart in, he in here, you know, you and I always in talking about this stuff, is to just encourage people. Like, there's hope out there. You don't need to be discouraged. And this is so important, particularly uh, for, you know, been married a long time, and this should be such a good, wonderful, vibrant part of your marriage. And then you hit, you know, menopause, and maybe you've gained weight that you didn't have before. You're frustrated, you're not sleeping good. All of these things are so important. And uh, I love your encouragement, Mark, to just say, hey, there's hope. You don't need to live with this, you know, frustration or feel like, well, I guess this is just the way it is because it doesn't have to no. be that way. No, that's right. We, we've all, there's hope. As long as there's breath, there's hope. And, and it, it's best. That's why I appreciate talking about these things because people need to know that they're not taboo to talk about. And when you talk about it, you many times find answers. Yeah, it's so true. I've got one more question for you. Actually, we're going to answer a couple more when we come back for happy hour. But one more today for the regular show. Lauren in Washington has a four-year-old who uh, has always seemed to have a big appetite, not overweight, but seems to get bloated belly often and after meals. Is this normal? or should I be concerned and have an allergy intolerance test done? Um, you should be concerned, not because of the appetite, but you should be concerned about the symptoms they're in that you noted, the bloating, the gas, etc. cetera. Um, you should do what's called a dietary antigen test. Uh, I think that will give you insight to what that uh, young child is, is eating that might be creating inflammation. Uh, but you first might want to just try something simple. Try to give up, uh, tone down the amount of dairy and tone down the amount of grains. Dairy and grains are the two typical triggers of those type of symptoms. Further, look at the nutritional value, not just calories when you're talking about a child. When a child is hungry all the time, it's probably because they're nutrient deficient and the body's craving that. And when they're having those symptoms, they're probably taking in anti-nutrient or non-foods that the body's reacting to. So I think you can kill off both 
of those proverbial birds with one stone by just trying to maybe remove those things, see what happens, and then consider some dietary antigen testing. Good. And they can get that through you, right? Uh, we just had that done with one of my kids. They can order a kit from you. How do people do that? Yeah, they just reach out to us and we can establish that patient, you know, client relationship. And we can send you a kit to do with instructions to get it done in your area. And there's places all over the country. It's not a hard thing for any of those blood tests. And then the results come back to us and we can help you sort through those results, what they mean and how to apply those with a plan into your life. So good. It's so important. Uh, I'm excited for uh, the people that are writing in and they're getting some hope and some answers. It's so good. Dr. Mark Sherwood, thank you for coming on the show. It's always a blessing to have you. People can find you right? By going to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. You guys have supplements there. They can set up a a telemedicine visit, which is so awesome. And you guys are bringing a lot of hope and encouragement to people. So uh, we're going to come back for happy hour, right? You and I are going to talk, answer a couple more listener questions. And we're going to kibitz a little bit about the Republican uh, debate, or if you wouldn't even call it a debate. Seemed like a name calling session to me, but maybe it was a debate. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Sounds great. I appreciate it always. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to Dr. Mark by going to Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer here at the show, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. If you are subscribed to the show, stick around because Dr. Mark and I are going to come back here for a happy hour and kibitz a little bit about what's going on in the world of politics and also answer a couple of more listener questions. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great afternoon. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.